Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and however you are listening to this episode of Leadership Bites, it is fantastic to have you with us. This is a companion episode of the podcast, which means we have already done the main interview, which was with Dave Ulrich, the HR guru. Please listen to that episode. It was absolutely fantastic. As always, on a companion episode, I'm joined by colleagues. This time, it is the great and powerful Kevin Green and the dynamic and courageous Philippa Hurrell. Welcome to Leadership Bites with your host Guy Bloom, a leadership podcast, conversations, just me talking and occasional interviews. Check us out at livingbrave.com and when you enjoy the episode, subscribe and tell everyone. Let's rock and roll. Oh, one of you's made notes because I can hear the paper turning. That was my paper and I was just thinking, Kev, you talk first. Okay, when when the time comes. When the time comes. Completely unscripted. uh, Kev, you just impromptu, like, kind of go first. That'd be awesome. Okay. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. Boom. You know I'm leaving that in, right? (laughs) Well, well, you might as well stick the ivy bit in as well, then. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, everybody, Philip has been to the ivy, just so we're clear. The ivy equivalent. Oh my like God. the Ivy, but better. Yeah. Like the Ivy, but better. Mm. <laughs> Unless they're going to sponsor me, then the Ivy's way better. <laughs> Here we go. Let's behave. Let's get into roll. This is the companion podcast for Dave Ulrich. That's gone down incredibly well. It's actually the most listened to episode that we've had so far. So hugely excited about that. You guys have had an opportunity to listen to it. And as a companion, it's really just thoughts, reactions to listening to that episode, just to help us in our thinking and maybe others as they listen to it as well. So literally not knowing who's going to go first, Kevin, whichever one of you would like, give us your thoughts. That'd, That'd be awesome. Great. Well, thanks again for inviting both Philippa and myself onto the Companion Podcast. Had a great time listening to it. I've just got some observations. One of my favourites was when Dave spoke about him describing his curiosity as one of his strengths. But then he also treats it as a weakness because he's interested in doing something new, something practical, something that hasn't been learned in the world before. But of course, when people want to engage with him in and around that something new, he hasn't got any depth to it. And I sense that vulnerability in him that he wants to be curious because he wants the new. But do I get found out because I haven't got any depth to it yet, but I'm willing to explore it, which takes some bravery. I really appreciate that bit. I love that. Hello, everybody. I'm, I'm Philippa. I love that bit as well, actually. The, I, I noticed when I, uh, I, noticed when I, I re-listened to it, how many times he said his love of learning and his curiosity and his creativity in the first few minutes. And I thought that's when you become a sort of really true global icon. That's when everybody knows your name, when you've got such a passion for learning and creating and such a huge amount of humility. Yeah. Well, when I offered observation of my thoughts on the work by Rittle and Weber, and I said, do you, you know, are you aware of them? Because I just thought he must know everything, right? Which is fantastic how I would think he's read everything in the entire world. And he went, no, actually, I don't. But tell me, I love to learn. Yeah. That was the time and the wicked stuff, right? Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, tell me, I love to learn. What I noticed about that, there was no, oh, I'm sure it's interesting or no deflection back to his own thinking. It was no, tell me about that. That's why he got to the top of the tree in his space because of his love of learning. Very much growth mindset, none at all about fixed mindset, nothing whiffy whatsoever about, I've made it in this space, thanks very much. Everybody else now now pay attention to me. I know, and he did that very much at the end, Guy, when he said, what's the one thing that's going on for you? And he really listened. 
it's that whole piece around you don't get any wiser when you're talking. I really, I, I love that. Great point. You don't get any wiser when you're talking. That's got to be a book. <laughs> it wouldn't be my book because I talk far too much. <laughs> I know, it's just brilliant though, isn't it? You don't get any wiser when you're talking. <laughs> awesome. Oh my God. I'm going to have to have that tattooed on me somewhere. That's <laughs> a, a mental note to self. So look, I get the intent behind you don't get any wiser while you're talking. But if you are talking out loud and that causes you to gain a certain degree of clarity around your own thinking because you are hearing it out loud, then you might become wiser because you're talking. See what you did there, Kevin. Well, I'm just open to the learning. <laughs> it's brilliant. No, I think all things can be true, right? Yeah. I think what I liked about him as well was I think he had a real sense of he wasn't telling jokes or anything. You know, he's not one of those kind of I'm sure he is maybe in his real in his personal life, but he wasn't there telling jokes and trying to be funny. But there was just something about the energy around some of the things he said, like, of course there are some people that you don't need to read their third book. Mm-hmm. You've read all the books they'll ever write in their first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think that was his humility and his, his openness again. It, I think it mentioned it with the, was it the GE stuff, and it was about speed, simplicity, self-confidence and service. And he came back and said, we'll do it my way. Really great humour, really. Well, yes, it was when... Jack Welch. Jack Welch actually said, yeah, thanks for your <laughs> idea on the fourth point, but we'll go in with the ones I said. I think there was just something about his delivery that actually really gave me a sense of not copying somebody, but what would I take from that experience because I found it so positive that would make me able to give the same experience to somebody else. Everything from just the way that I mentioned it in the episode when he came online and we'd had trouble with the whole platform and it dropped him and it was just an absolute disaster. And I just had this little thing in the back of my head that said, you know, 30 books, management guru, incredibly busy, making time for me. I'll respect him by cracking on and getting going. So he's not feeling as if, oh, for the love of all things, you know, I've just got to chat to this guy about his kids. But actually he paused me. He said, no, let's, you know, hey, guy, it'd be great just to have a conversation. Talk to me about your family. And we did all of that. And I thought, yeah, okay. Very nice. Mm. Yeah. It's not that I don't often do that. I do talk to people. I do speak to them beforehand. But on this occasion, that had gone because of the, the situation we had. But he went, no, let's, let's, let's do that. And I thought, yeah. There was a whole essence around him, I thought, that was very almost calming, actually. Mm. Because of his background, Guy, did, did you feel a touch intimidated by his credibility and it caused you to be on your toes a little bit lighter? Do you know, no, I'd never felt any sort of intellectual threat or him taking a position of authority. I'm pretty confident in my perspective and my ideas and not so much that I love to learn, but I like to be wrong, which is, I guess, in some respects learning. But I have this attitude of I'll fight to be right, but I love being wrong because when I am wrong, I go, God damn it, I've got to change my entire thinking now. (laughs) And I quite like that. And what I mean by that is, so I didn't feel that, but I think I just recognised the amount of just output that he has fundamentally generated. And I was going to joke and say, do you have a tally? Because I have a sneaky suspicion that while I'm watching mine, you're writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> what I would have preferred is you to have turned around and said, yeah, I was a little bit intimidated by his, uh, by his credibility, just because knowing you a little bit as I do, I know that you are somebody very comfortable in your own skin. But the end of that story for me was about how quickly somebody like Dave can diffuse any of that because of his humanity, his humility, his warmth, 
in his ability to set people at ease. I think he he didn't so much live up to my expectations because I didn't know him enough to have expectations. His behaviour was such that I would actually now pay even more attention to what he has to say. Yes. I think I would have maybe posited the idea that he was an academic and an intellectual. Nothing wrong with that. But that his behaviour was so symbolic and so significant that it actually said, oh, this isn't about you having run a global entity. This is about you inherently being the kind of person that we're talking about. Therefore, when you offer me an idea, I'm now far more likely to consider it because of you representing the thinking that you're generating, I think. Now, whether or not he's doing that consciously or unconsciously, I've no idea. It really told me there's something there that I can, I nearly said the word mimic, but it's not mimic, but understand and learn from. Mm. I was going to say, he can mimic his authenticity. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> he's hysterical today. Have you been drinking coffee or something? A lot, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Homeschooling two kids on my own for uh, say, four months. You've literally lost your marbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at my my notes, and you know, one of the things I captured was your job is to help everyone else to create their own story, to help others to believe their own brand. And Brilliant. I just thought that's a beautiful synopsis or definition of, of of leadership and the impact of our jobs and what we try and do, but the impact of every leader's job on their teams and their organizations to help all their people to understand who they are and to be the best they can be. And I think maybe we just got a sense of him doing a bit of that himself on this podcast. That's a great shout, Philippa. I think the vehicle they called that people that, that can use to not continue and incessantly tell their own story, but craft and tell your own story, he called that vehicle empowerment giving them some space to that that ends up with them being able to answer the question, well, what do you think? When they seek their own assistance from other leaders in the field, I thought that was a really nice touch. In summary, because with these companions, we don't go too deep into it. It's just, uh, just an instinctive reflection. He really had an impact on me. His impact was fundamentally from the manner of him yeah, the insights and he has, his, he has ideas. He offers those in a, in a really well thought out way. I like the man, I like the manner of the man. And I think what I also enjoyed was his, even though he's known for certain things, as he said himself, you know, it's not like you want to be known for the first movie you ever did kind of thing if you were a movie star. Sort of paraphrasing him there. But there is just something for me about when he talked about going into a room and saying, hey, let's co-create something, let's work on something. I just also felt that this is the an individual that would offer an idea and then work with you on your thinking. And then he'd either reinforce his thinking and go, no, that was right. He'd calibrate it and go, do you know what, on reflection, that might need a little bit of adjustment. Or potentially even turn around and say, I've done that wrong. That needs to shift completely. And I think he wouldn't be the kind of person that would hold his position just to validate his thinking. He'd get more enjoyment from almost it being wrong, if it ever was, because he, he would see the organic learning in that. That's what he'd be most proud of. I like that. I think we're very similar to that. As I think we have that kind of mentality. We're right up until the point where we're not. And we, don't, we quite like being wrong if it moves us forward. It's nice to see that in somebody of that level. Yeah, nicely put. Any closing thoughts before we let Philippa go back to actually managing so many plates of business kids the new entity, which is Courage Club. Is that right, Philippa? It is. Thank you very much, Sky, for the plug. Yes, so Courage Club is designed to help people, the people who've got the yearning for more, that that feeling in the pit of the stomach that you want more or you want different and you just don't know how to make it happen. It's for those people. So it's an online accelerated program and we've just launched it. Is the domain? It's uh, just www.courageclub.co.uk. Philippa, well done, because I don't think you knew that was coming and you handled that brilliantly. Well played. (laughs) 
Thank you, Kev. And Kev, your book's eminent. Oh, brilliant. What a man. (laughs) The book Performance Leadership 2.0 will be ready by the end of the summer, end of August. And I'm just in the process of second round of proofreading, second round of editing. I'm into book cover design right now. Really excited. Thank you very much. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll do an episode on your book, Kevin, when it comes out. And Philippa, when it's the right time, we'll do an episode on the Courage Club as well. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Because that's the way we roll. (laughs) Thank you for your contribution. And we've got some great guests coming up as well. So I've got Clara Min, who is the Global Head of Franchise Sales for Adidas HQ. I've got Maddie Hickson, Tornado Fighter Pilot, because flying a plane isn't enough. It's got to be a fighter plane. That's amazing. Absolutely great episode. And four or five other people lined up. So listen, thanks for your contribution. See you soon. Great. You, Thank you, Guy. Thank you, Philippa. That's it. Subscribe so you keep updated on new episodes. Visit livingbrave.com if you want to connect with us and find out more. This has been Leadership Bites. See you soon.